0: Okay, okay, so you're about to hear my intro, but obviously this is after the in I recorded the intro. I was typing up the title and I absolutely love that. Allow yourself to be a 20% profit princess, okay? So that's gonna be my theme at least. So we're what? We're mid-July. Um going into August, I'm just gonna allow myself to be a 20% princess profit uh print 20% profit princess. And um, you'll hear more about how my trade went. And then the later part of the segment, I kind of give you my um, what I think is a really good holy grail in terms of my trading view. So, yeah, with that being said, I'm going to take a thumbnail photo um, so you can see how my panels are laid out. The left-hand side, I have the RSI. And then I have my top five on my watch list. And I kind of walk you through um, the significance of being able to click on those and then if you when you click on that ticker symbol the information that will show up at the bottom which is really valuable um is making me consider that maybe it's time for me to switch to video format videos that I can upload I'm going to go ahead and put it right there on musings of a divine feminine it's not the most niche thing to do but at the end of the day if you're with me you're with me and I'm still going to be covering a, a wide range of other girly chit chat topics and stuff like that too but we gonna make this money though we gonna make this money all right so with that being said enjoy the rest of the podcast enjoy the intro and like I said um, if you want to hear more about my layout that'll be fine but I um this weekend what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna work on my wee video setup I think it lets me record like 30 minutes at a time so I'll try and go ahead and probably my first video up will be going over that same content um so because there's no way there's no way that um, I should have to hit my head against the wall for this and go for maybe like two years before fully understanding what it is that I'm seeing. And it's such a gem. Um, and so if if I can share that with you, then listen, you're going to be trading sooner than later. Um, and you can learn right alongside with me. So. All right, babes. Talk to you all later. Bye. What is good, Divine Dolls? All right, so this is actually part two to my um, day 10. If you want to listen to the first part, you're more than welcome to. Although I think you're going to get the most bang for your buck on the second part. I am going to go into my layout. I'm going to actually go right now. The market is still open, but I've decided not to trade for the rest of today because it is 12-19 and um, Robinhood would have already block- taken me out of my call at 12:30 if I'm not mistaken so if there's no point of me going in at this point I am gonna set up an account in Webull so that if I do want to trade during power hour I can do so I'm going to title this podcast um, 20% is Princess right and what got me here between yesterday and today is that um, one of the trades I took earlier today, I actually got out of $20. Uh, no, no, no. I actually got out of 20% profit. And what I had done is I bought two contracts and I decided to let one quote unquote run up. And so if I had done both of them 20%, I would have been out of my trade and possibly done for the day. And what is making me say 20% um, is Princess 2 is because when especially on day 10, it's so important that when you start journaling, and you put what day you're trading, and as you put it in your journal, I have my electronic digital version. And it kind of made me think how much pressure I'm putting on myself, because it's like, I'm really expecting myself to be up here and like, scaling up and, you know, letting them run and do all this other stuff. And it's like, um, I remember saying, you know, 20% is queen, which means that I could have been winning with that and I could have gone through the rest of my probably trading history with 20%. I don't think that I, while I do think that you can build your account with 20% profit bit by bit, um, at some point, it's going to be okay to transition to where you let them run up and where you're really scaling up. But 10 days in, no. 10 days in, be a princess. Allow yourself to learn how to move like royalty. And, you know, so this lesson, it cost me, um, am I down? So this is my third day down. It cost me um, $43. So I made profit, but with taking away profit and overall loss, I, I lost, um, I'm down $43 today. Yesterday, I lost 127 after profit. And I um I think Monday I lost six dollars so I'm still up I had hit three hundred income um so now I'm probably like closer to what maybe two fifty ish in a two fifty range which is not bad and and very conservative numbers um type of a thing part of the reason that the stop the the hit is so hard is because I didn't have a stop loss. Um, but that's something I'm willing to definitely tackle on Monday. Part of it is writing it down and knowing what it looks like, I feel like. I know people say that all the time, but yeah, so go ahead and enjoy the rest of the con um the the podcast. This is gonna be for the person who's looking to trade spy. That's gonna be my my emphasis. And so I share like what was a really good setup for me and what I think is going to help me moving into next week. Um, And so, yeah, enjoy the rest of the um, podcast. But I would say one of the other things I would say is, yeah, let the 20 be okay with building off with 20%. I might have to go another. So I'm day 10, maybe another 20 business days, just building my account slowly at 20% safe and secure um, outcomes and then after that, then we can kind of play around a little bit with letting some of the winners run. But right now, it's just, you know, it just is what it is. But if the lesson is learn to be a princess, we're going to get to queen status and that type of thing. But it takes time. And sometimes you have to recognize that t- 10 days is really, you're still kind of a newbie. Uh, you know, um, it's been about a year and a half, a little bit over a year and a half since I last traded and. Got into the charts, and so you know, yeah. So enjoy the rest of the podcast until the next one. Bye. Okay, what is good to find all? So it is day ten for me. I am still in the trade that I recorded from my day nine, in the sense that um, I didn't record it yesterday. It's 9:04 AM. I am trading out on the east coast, west coast. So I'm going to say this one is going to be an important podcast. Like if you want to kind of have an idea of where my best setup is, I'm sure it's going to evolve and tweak and change. Um, if you take a look at my thumbnail from my last post for day nine, to me, the difference between doing that setup... Um, I did that this morning, so that wasn't what I was looking at yesterday. But when I was talking to my mentor, I noticed her screen was set up like this. So, um, I would say if you're interested, like in to trade, I would say co- maybe come back like every two weeks or so. But if you, I would say at this point, if you want to trade spy, here's what you would need to do. So, I would say it's it's worth investing if in for the two panels on TradingView. Um, I was toying with the idea of going up to four. I think there's the the four and then the eight charts. I don't think at this point you don't need that. I think that the best bang for your buck if you're going to be trading SPY is the two panel one. So um, I have my um panel on the left that's usually on a slower time frame. I like to keep that one on 15 minutes. And then the one on the right hand side, that's my... Smaller time frame and or 15 minutes. And then what I've been doing with that one is um, comes in really helpful when you have the watch list. OK, so you're going to want to have the watch list on the right hand side and you're going to want to have it set up to where it's mirroring the top five um, companies on the S&P 500. Another really great resource is you're going to want to have um, slick charts open on a tab Depending on when I take the thumbnail for this one or the thumbnail on the last one, you're going to see that I have my, um, this is my my tabs that I have open for my traits. So I have other windows that are open for like my YouTube and Google and fun stuff. But when I go to this setup on this window, it has it in the exact order. It has my, my trading view, it has my Robinhood with the options and with the... With the graph on there, you know, so one has the graph and then the um, second Robin Hood has my options. Then I have um, Yahoo options chain open so that I can look for volume and interest on there. And then the, the fourth tab that I have open is Slick Charts. Okay, so you're going to want to go to slickcharts.com forward slash slash. S P five hundred, and that's going to give you all of the five hundred companies that are comprised of S. You know, at the S and P five hundred, and so the way you look at it is the top five um are kind of like the indicators of where, how the market is going to move. So this is so cool because, um. When you have the watch list open, now you can just click on it versus having to type it into the search engine. So you're gonna want to type in, you know, um do um add in the order that it's on slick charts to your watch list. So Apple is number one, Microsoft is number two, Amazon is number three, Nvidia is number four, and Tesla's number five. So at the time I'm recording this right now, part of the reason the market is going to the downside is because even though there's only one um one of the top 4 5 on the trending down it has a weight of 7%. Okay? So those things are important and I cannot explain to you like just the difference between yesterday and today and changing up my chart helps me have more confidence. I might be in a losing trade right now, but I understand why I'm kind of diamond handing it right now. And I could see where if I had this set up, you know, before like today, today, I would have been a little bit more understood things. Another thing I want to talk about too, is that um, 20% when you're starting off is king. That is bay 10% and 20% um, I wanted to say twenty percent is queen, but then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? That's that's you. You have the potential to run up, but I think when you're starting off, twenty percent is your princess. Like, give yourself the chance to be a princess, and just maybe go for maybe I don't know ten days, fifteen days, twenty days. Just getting the twenty percent because I when I look back on my journaling and and why I'm in um, trouble right now per se is because I was like, well, I'm going to buy two contracts. I'm going to take one at profit at 20% and I'm going to let the other one run up. Well, guess what? The one that I'm quote unquote letting run up is, is lagging. It's down like freaking 30%. I know, I know, I know. Okay. But I'm still learning. So to me, it would have been better off to just take the 20%. This is only my 10th day, y'all. So why am I out here trying to make things run up and I still don't fully understand the chart? This is why I think it's kind of important to kind of limit and narrow down, like figure out what your niche is to versus trying to be all over the place because I now I understand how SPY moves. I understand to look at the top five um, companies, right? I'm starting to understand the weight. And so there's that part, I would say for maybe the first 21 days or so or the first 30 days, just be a princess, get your 20%. And when it hits, be comfortable with it. I know there was a trade I did earlier this week where I saw that there was resistance and I took 10%. And that was it, you know, and I was happy with that. So maybe stay away from trying to, like, let things run on the first one, you know, maybe the first 10 days, just let yourself get that 20% and really capture it. Um, Another really cool thing that I learned today, too, is so I went ahead and put my setup in, right? So um, and you can move the little, like, once you add them to your, your watch list, you can drag them up to put them in the order that you want them. <clears throat> so I put Apple first, Microsoft second, Amazon third, um, NVIDIA fourth, and Tesla fifth. And um, I also added QQQ, Futures ES, which kind of lets you know what's going on with spying and QQQ. And a lot of people like to look at SPX, because that SPX will kind of tell you how SPY and QQQ are going to move. So I remember I was talking on the last podcast, and I'm like, I don't understand why it's um, moving down if everything is green. And so I clicked on SPX, which was nice too, because again, you want to get past mental hangups. And so you, if you don't have your watch list where you can just click on it and it quickly moves there. You're going to be like, oh, I got to go type it in and then I got to go back in and type spy. So having that watch list where you can just click on it and move in and out of them is going to help you a lot. So I clicked on it and boom, right there, um, I have the gaps indicator and I saw that SPX was trying to fill a gap. So that let me know, okay, this is why SM, S-Y, S-M, SPY is moving down a little bit because Um, SPX is going to give me an alert that, hey, we're trying to fill a gap. So that was the first indicator that maybe something was going to move to the downside that I wasn't aware of right off the top because everything was looking green. So within a couple of minutes, I started to click around and I saw that Apple was moving to the downside, Right. And so when I looked at Apple, I saw that it was it was in fact moving to the downside. And here's the cool thing. Here's another indicator that you want to add on your chart. And you can always remove the visibility and or use it to kind of plot your own lines and then take it off if you prefer to have more of a naked chart. But so um, the one that my um, mentor told me about is the one that is called um swing high sweet um so let me start over so it's it's the indicator that's called swing high low support and resistance by pattern smart it has 26000 um people using that indicator at the time i'm recording this so it's swing high low support and resistance on pattern smart okay So when I went to the Apple chart, then I saw that it was trying to hit, um, it was trying to bounce off of a support level. And then that made a whole bunch of sense. So like right now, even the time I'm recording this, it has bounced off of that and it's trying to decide if it's going to go to the upside, right? So this is way more helpful. I think it just adds multiple areas of confluence because I can see the candles, I can see the Ashi setup, um... Some of the other indicators that I'm looking at are the, um, one of my favorites is like the EMA 200 clothes. I don't know the exact name of the EMA that I have. Um, oh, I think it's the one, here's the one, here's the best, um, EMA setup one that has the four, it's EMA, oh my gosh, it's by Dr. Sweets. Because I changed it to to make it my own. So yeah, it's the EMA 2050 100 200 EMA 2050 100 200 by Dr. Sweet. So you can click on that one and then change it to what I learned from Wolves of Wealth to have the 8 trend line, the 13 and the 48 and the 200 um, moving average. One of the things that I um, had to make an adjustment on today, too. Oh, there we go. We just fell through. We just fell through on Apple. So um, let, let's see what happens with spying. Um, let me just go check SPX real quick. OK, so at SPX. Um, oh, wait, go back because I'm on the I'm on the higher time frame because I was telling you guys what I was looking at there. So let me move this back to the and then SPX. <clears throat> okay, so um yeah, so XP SPX is kind of of course it's going to be lined up with what's going on with Apple. Okay, and we just opened another 15-minute bar. So there's a little bit of consolidation and whatever what have you. So um, what I did is because I do have the EMA Web cl- um Clouds as well, I like to use that one. Although, is it, do I have it visible? I do have it visible. Let me make the watch list a little tad bit smaller. Yeah, so um what was throwing me off is because I had the EMA Weeble clouds. That one is another good one too. Um that one you want to make sure to to hide the background for the second background, and you want to make sure to take off the two um lower EMAs on that one. Um I do have a podcast on that one, and so But what was throwing me off is when my mentor kept saying like, oh, it's hitting the 8 and the 9. You can choose between the 8 or the 9 EMA. I was getting confused. And so what I did is I went ahead and changed the 8 to a white line and I made it thicker. And so now I'm not confusing with with the other EMA indicator that I have on there, right? So it's about setting up like some, you know, some people like them naked, but I want to be able to make sure that if I do hide it, I kind of understand, you know, what my setup is. So I'm not too worried about it having too many things on there. These have been my holy grail so far. They work for me. Um, and then, of course, I have my stochastic RSI. And um, I'm still kind of learning about what it does at the lower levels at the 30. But my, um, my mentor talks about the blue shark and the red shark coming out of the water at the 70. So... When it does that, I know to place a call or to place a put, right? And I've been training my eye to go back to that lower left-hand corner and make sure to check that before I jump in a trade. Because sometimes I would jump in a trade and then my stochastic RSI was indicating that we were going into a put and or that it should have been a call and stuff like that. So I've just been training my eye over the past. It's been 10 days, y'all. Training my eye. Go back down there. Check before you go in. So um what i also have on my check on my um watch list in this exact setup is the top five on on um from the from the s and p five hundred okay i have qqq right below that and then i have futures e s and futures XP, X, SPX. um i'm kind of okay with that and then at the bottom of course spy. Is gonna be on there, and VTI is the one that I report to my other group with. So it's okay that it's down there, right? And so then with SPX, at some point, like I would say that um, what you could do is have SPY on your left hand side on the larger time frame, and then have SPX on the right hand side, or vice versa, whatever your eyes are used to. Um and so then because spy kind of moves ahead of, of S B, because SPX moves ahead of SPY, you'll kinda of have an idea of when to make a better entry. Heck, at this point I might just start trading um SPX too. So but you can um Robin Hood doesn't let you trade SPX, but Weeble does. So I'm gonna play around with some of the funding and figure out what to do in, in Webull. Part of the reason, too, it takes me a little bit of time that it could sound so easy is that... Um, and, and you know what? I just thought of the solution. This happens every time when you talk it out. But I was debating if I should try to open up a Roth IRA in Webull. But I think that maybe for where I'm at, I'm going to put maybe 500 in just a regular traditional account. And then nothing is stopping me from going back and opening up an our, our Roth IRA. That's how I have my Robin Hood. I have my traditional account because I, if I do need to tap into the funds, I can always pull it out and be liquid. Versus if I once I put it into a Roth IRA, you got to hold it in there for five years. Or you're going to have tax penalties and stuff like that. So. I think that's what I'll do. It's so interesting sometimes how many times podcasting like really has helped me because talking it out helps. So yeah, I'll just probably put five hundred in Weeble. I can start trading we um SPX in there. And then um when I'm more, you know, where I need to be, then I will open up a Roth IRA in Weeble as well. And I'm still trying to debate if I wanna open up um E Ameritrade andor thinkorswim. So, but for the same reasons too, because they all have their different benefits and whatnot. So let me see, make sure I covered all of my notes here. Um okay, so um let me see. We talked about SPX. Oh, another thing that was interesting, you kind of want to be aware of. I mentioned that I'm out here on the West Coast. And I do notice I like to have my West Coast s my spy gang. And baby girl is up here awake with the East Coasters and stuff like that. But when I notice like, so nine o'clock my time. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Eight o'clock my time, Pacific Standard Time. I notice that there is a little bit of like that influx where they will come in or there's more activity and so people will come in and they'll take, you know, take their profit for the day around that 8 o'clock time, and then we'll continue to move in the direction of whatever it is that we're trying to do. I also noticed there's another shift at 9 a.m. Um, and so I put that down on my journal yesterday. There was something significant about the 8 o'clock and the 9 o'clock movement right down to the T. I noticed the same thing again, too noticed a little bit of taking profit um at nine o'clock. And I almost anticipate that that only that happens not only in the week, but especially when we get to Friday and a lot of us are not wanting to hold over the weekend. And so a lot of us are, are riding that 20 percent up, getting out of market, getting out of the market at those increment uh time increments. For me, I'm supposed to be done at 1030, which is basically in the first four hours. I want to be out of my trades. Another important thing too, if you are in um, trading Robinhood and you are trading with a small account, this is must be new from since I first started trading. But you, um, they will they will close you out of your your trade at um I want to say at twelve thirty at twelve thirty, which is three thirty Eastern um, time, and so. You cannot email them. I already reached out to them to see if like I can just take control of my option because the two days that I um was um in the negative after the 30 minute mark, the it went up into profit like way, way, way up into profit. We finished strong on spy, but because at the time that my trade I was in my trade, it just I it, it locked me out. So meaning that they will they will close your um your trade. So if you're in Robinhood, you, I don't know a way around trading during, quote unquote, power hour. So then that's where your Webull account is going to come in handy. I'm going to test it because I don't know if Webull has since implemented the same rule, too. But yeah, so by um, by. You want to be careful because if you haven't really hit the trade that you need to by 1030, you absolutely need to just cut your losses by 1230, at least for Robinhood. Um, And so you're going to have a hard time trading during power hour on Robinhood. So I am getting a little bit restless. I do need to kind of move a little bit, but I think I've covered anything. If anything, I'll come back and add to the bottom. But yeah, this is day 10 of trading for me. I'll just come back on the last bottom part and let you know if I wanted to profit on my second contract. Um, hopefully it does. And so, but if not, it's a $48 lesson, but um, definitely going into next week. I want to make sure to abide by my um, stop losses, although it is on a little bit on the higher side at 30%. Um, yeah. So I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.